you have the chance to win a Spring Super Sweeps from LAist. Donate $60 for one entry to win a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Check out all the other prizes too when you donate now at laist.com sweeps. Start your Saturday with something that will grow your kiddos' brains and get their creative juices flowing. Join us at LAS in Pasadena for a morning of multilingual readings, interactive performances, and lots of kid fun. It's Super Fun Saturday on June 1st. Get your tickets at LAS.com slash events. Studios. This is How to LA, the show that helps you navigate this city. I'm your host, Brian De Los Santos. After a lot of intense debate, the Los Angeles City Council last week voted to allow rent increases in rent-controlled housing for the first time since March 2020. This will let landlords raise the monthly rent on the units they own up to 4% starting in February of next year and 6% if they cover their tenants' gas and electricity. A decision on this has been a long time coming because if the council didn't take any action, rent hikes could have been kicked up much higher in 2024. LA's housing reporter David Wagner has been covering the story and waited patiently for this latest update for days. Hey, David. Hey, Brian. Good to be here. This story goes back to the rent freeze in 2020 when COVID protections began. Tenants have to pay back some rent now. Remind me about the timeline of rent hikes, freezes, and payments in L.A. Yeah, so the city's rent freeze started when COVID-19 struck. You know, businesses were shut down, public health restrictions were put in place. And back then, city council members responded with new tenant protections. They allowed people who lost work or got sick with COVID to delay paying their rent. And they also wanted to stop landlords from raising rents on tenants who were basically stuck at home. So back in March of 2020, the city council and then Mayor Eric Garcetti put this ban on rent hikes in place. But now... It's more than three and a half years later, and L.A.'s ongoing ban really stands out. You know, other parts of the country have allowed landlords to raise rents. They did that a long time ago. But L.A. is set to continue this rent freeze until February. And coincidentally, February is the same month when tenants will have to pay back all of the rest of their COVID rent debt. Gotcha. Just to set the stage here, rent hikes were set to go into effect next year anyway, but at a much higher rate from 7 to 9%, right? That's right. If the council had done nothing at all, then landlords with rent control departments could have raised rents on their tenants by 7% in February, plus an additional 2% if they cover gas and electric service. You know, in the past, before the pandemic, rent hikes in the city of LA rarely got above the 3 to 5% range. So what changed? Well, in one word, inflation. The city calculates allowable rent hikes based on inflation. You know, the more inflation goes up, the more rents are allowed to rise. But the city's formula has this kind of uh, delay. So inflation, it's not 7% right now. It's more like 3% these days. But it was that high. It was as high as 7% a couple years ago. And the city used those older numbers to determine that rent hikes of 7 to 9% would be allowed. So what happened to get us started with the movement that got us to this point with lower rent hikes? 
Well, you know, the city council has known for a long time that this was coming. They've long discussed changing the city's rules on rent hikes. You know, L.A. leaders are generally seen, I think, as pretty tenant-friendly. They have implemented a host of new tenant protections. They did that earlier this year. But it's also true that L.A.'s rent control law allows much higher rent hikes than other cities in the same region with rent control. So you see places like Santa Monica, West Hollywood, and even Santa Ana all capping rent hikes right now below 3%. Rent control has expanded to new places in Southern California during the pandemic. It's gotten a lot stronger in many cities, but L.A.'s rules are kind of old. They were crafted back in the 70s and 80s when inflation was generally a lot higher than it is now. And I think that's why you see the city scrambling to update their own rules to be a little bit more in line with what's happening across Southern California. Okay, so I'm not going to lie here, David. I got a little winded when we exchanged messages about this. The rent hike vote was on the agenda, then it wasn't, and that's politics for you. It seems to underscore the tension around this issue. Yeah, I mean, this has been one of the most divisive issues I've seen on the city council. Um, On the one hand, you have council members like John Lee, Tracy Park, and Monica Rodriguez saying that the city has already asked too much of landlords, particularly small landlords, in their opinion. Um, On the other hand, you have more progressive council members like Unices Hernandez, Nithya Raman, and Hugo Soto-Martinez saying, if rents keep going up, so will homelessness. And, you know, striking that balance between the demands of landlords and tenants has definitely been tough for this council. So what are renters looking for here? So going into this meeting with a 4% rent hike on the agenda, um, you know, that might not sound like a lot to some people, but for many L.A. renters, that's a big deal. We already know that in many parts of the city, parts surveyed by USC researchers recently, almost three quarters of L.A. tenants are paying rents considered unaffordable by federal standards. That means rents that eat up, you know, more than 30% of their income. Close to half are paying more than 50% of their paycheck just on rent alone. And for people like that, any increase um, could mean having to cut back on other basic necessities like food, health care, transportation. And for the most cash-strapped tenants out there, it could mean falling behind on rent, getting evicted, and possibly becoming unhoused. Senior tenants, in particular, worry about keeping up with these uh, rising rents. Studio City retiree Cindy Sanders told me that her main source of income, Social Security, doesn't leave her with much after the rent is paid. And cost of living adjustments next year are not going to be enough to keep up with how much her rent could increase. With Social Security raises not being high, it's going to really have an effect. Yeah, there's nowhere to turn. Is how it feels. I mean, in your 70s, who's going to hire you? And what about the landlords? I'm thinking mostly about those mom and pop landlords that own a handful of buildings, not the big corporate ones. How have they been impacted these last few years with rent freezes and other things? Yeah, a lot of L.A. landlords think the city's rules have been pretty outrageous, really. They say the economic harms of COVID are in the rearview mirror by now. You know, people are back to work. Unemployment rates are low. uh, Wages are up. Landlords say inflation has hurt them, too. They say uh, without being able to raise the rent, they cannot keep up with skyrocketing costs for property maintenance, plumbing, trash collection, insurance, you know, all the costs that come with owning rental housing. One L.A. landlord I spoke with is Geza Tokes. He says until he can raise rents again, plans for larger repairs in his buildings are on hold. I got to put a roof on a property in Echo Park. It's $14,000. Last winter's rains got us. It's leaking and we put a Band-Aid on. I want to take the roof off and get permits and do it legit, but I can't throw $14,000 down right now. 
and many other landlords uh, came out to these city council meetings to rally for higher allowable increases. Now, I'm curious to know which council member was advocating for what, because that's how we can find out what folks are thinking, right? The proposal that ultimately won out was put forward by Councilmember Bob Blumenfield. His idea for a compromise was to keep that February date in place, to not extend it, uh, but to lower the rent hikes from 7 to 9% down to 4 to 6%. That is the plan that ultimately passed. And we discussed already some of the council members who voted against that, um, council members who have expressed concern for small landlords. Tracy Park and John Lee voted no on lowering these rent caps. Uh, during the, the council meeting uh, that was crucial for this vote, we also saw progressive members, Unices Hernandez and Hugo Soto-Martinez again, trying to eliminate that extra 2% that landlords get to add on if they pay for utilities. That motion failed. Uh, so did a separate motion from a more moderate council member, Tim McCosker. He wanted to keep those lower limits in place for larger landlords, but let small landlords charge more uh, starting in February. That also did not get enough uh, votes to pass. The city's housing department basically said it would be impossible to track and enforce these two separate rules for two different tiers of landlord. Let's take a quick break. We're going to be back with David to talk more about how this rent increase affects L.A.'s communities. Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm Pindarvis Harshaw, host of the Right Nowish podcast. Every week, I talk to the people who are creating art and culture and spreading it to the universe. As an artist, you always meet yourself. Every year, you're a different person. Essentially, we normalize a space where you can show up as your authentic self. Check out Right Nowish. Rooted in California's Bay Area, speaking to you. It's so many people of color, so many queer people. It's like I'm being celebrated in my fullness. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Start your Saturday with something that will grow your kiddos' brains and get their creative juices flowing. Join us at LAS for a morning of multilingual story times, interactive performances, art making, and lots of kid fun. Bring the whole fam and join us for a super fun Saturday at LAS in Pasadena on June 1st. Tickets at las.com slash events. See you there. All right, we're back talking about LA housing with David Wagner. In the end, the vote was 10 to 2 in favor of these smaller rent increases. How did renters respond and the landlords too? You know, when uh, Councilmember Blumenfield introduced his plan for this lower 4 to 6% increase, uh, he told me that he sees this as a true compromise, meaning that in his mind, nobody was going to be happy with it. And to some extent, he was right. Tenants think this increase is still too high. Landlords think it's still too low. But that was the plan that ultimately was able to get enough votes to pass. It doesn't sound like a lot of happy people here. What do people think the long-term impact of all this is going to be? You know, that really depends on who you ask. You know, some council members out there agree with smaller landlords who argue that if the city continues to limit rent hikes like this, um, you know, these so-called mom and pops are just going to get out of the business. They're going to sell their properties to larger corporate landlords who will not be as friendly to their tenants. Um, so that's one argument of how this could play out in the future. On the other side, tenant advocates and more progressive council members say that even small rent hikes can cause increases in homelessness. And there is government research that shows that. A 2020 U.S. Government Accountability Office study found that when rents go up $100, that's associated with a 9% rise in homelessness. Oh. So, you know, already evictions have climbed above pre-pandemic levels in L.A. Um, and then when this 
February rent hike hits, it's going to be the same day as the deadline to repay COVID rent debt. Many tenant advocates are worried we could see another spike in homelessness. Let's say come February when these increases go into effect, a landlord does not comply with the changes and asks for a steeper hike. What can someone do? Tenants can file a complaint with the city's housing department. The website to do that is housing.lacity.org. And tenants who need legal help, whether it's with an eviction or an unlawful rent hike, they can also reach out to a service funded by the city called Stay Housed LA. Uh, That organization is at stayhousedla.org. You know, David, I feel like a few of my friends are moving out of their homes because their rent prices already went up. Is there a quick way for folks to find out if their apartment is rent controlled? Yeah, and Brian, that's a crucial point. This rent freeze that we've been talking about in the city of L.A., it only applies to rent controlled housing. It does not apply to other kinds of housing. The city's rent control law generally covers apartment buildings that were constructed before October of 1978. So if you live in newer housing, your landlord has already been allowed to raise your rent for a while now. Unfortunately, the city doesn't exactly make it easy to figure out if your apartment is rent controlled. If you are willing to slog through some confusing city websites, you can figure this out, though. One way to do that is by searching RSO Property Search on the city's uh, housing department website. RSO Property Search should uh, get you to the place you need to figure out if your apartment is rent controlled. All right, David. Thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you. That was LA's housing reporter, David Wagner. Tune in tomorrow for a new episode of How to LA. And if you have any questions about anything going on in L.A., let us know. Shoot us an email at howtola at scpr.org. All righty. Catch y'all tomorrow. This episode was produced by Victoria Alejandro. The rest of the How to L.A. team is Erica Washington, Evan Jacoby, Megan Botel, Monica Bushman, and our intern, Tony Morales. Support for this podcast is made possible by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe that quality journalism makes LA a better place to live. The LAS Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. One lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at LAS.com sweeps.